Gone are the rains of April. Gone the cruel cold. Old man winter has departed. Stories have been told. It's another May Day come again. Goodbye, the rains of April. Another May Day come again. And we dance around the Maypole. Welcome in the wanderless spring and the oncoming summer. The festival of Beltane and the nectar of the lovers. It's the holiday of pagans and the holiday of labor. We marry me in the mountain time and praise the creator. Praise the creator.
It's another May Day come again. Goodbye to the rains of April. Another May Day come again. And we dance around the maypole. Are you ready for the end of the world? This is Your Community Spirit, a show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of family, circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is your community spirit coming at you on your community radio, 91.1 FM. My name is Treesong, and we have a guest with us on the radio. Can you hear us, or? I can hear you pretty good, but it is fading in and out. Uh, maybe it's bouncing off of the ocean waves. There you go. <laughs> I just, I just, um, forward the radio show to everybody who is on our um, newsletter list. Um, there's slightly over 100 people who receive it when I remember to f- send it, you know? Hmm. Yeah. What's What's nice about that is people get the news before we talk about it, and then they can read along with us, except I think we're more entertaining than the reading. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I mean, we come up with our own wacky things to say. It's like... Did you actually listen to this, um, what do you call it, the the Vest Like It's Hot song where some college kids cover Snoop? Yes, I did actually. It's been, unfortunately, I just tried to pull it up to play today. I mean, the good news is you got to hear that lovely song by Casey Neal, May Day. Played that in honor of May Day just happening. But I was also planning instead to play uh, this song by these college kids from Divest Harvard. But even though it's a parody song and protected free speech, it was pulled from YouTube for a copyright complaint. So I will try to track it down and play it next week, but we weren't able to bring it to you this week because a greedy record corporation decided to squash free speech. (laughs) We've got some of the lyrics here, though. It's like, if you divest in fossil fuels, divest it like it's hot, divest it like it's hot, divest it like it's hot. If big old tries to get at you, park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot. <laughs> it, was a, it was a fun song, you know, a little bit silly, a little bit, you know, probably not seen as cool as the original song, but, uh, you know, it's about divestment, so it's trying to keep the planet cool. So there you go. Yeah, now that one, that was from Fossil Free... Uh, Santa Clara uh, University, they came up with that divestment song. 
And uh, it's because they're in the middle of a... Uh, they're working with SCU to try to get their college to drop its investments in the top 200 oil and gas drilling businesses. That's following schools. We've talked about some of these schools, like Green Mountain College, Hampshire College, College of the Atlantic. There, there are some schools already doing divestment and many more that are working on it. I can't believe that they pulled that video off. It's... It's the description here is did we mention there are tearaway pants, a slow mo sequence of people ripping off their vests and references to Ray Ray Burry. Yeah. It's a pretty it's, I mean it's obviously the description is a it's a parody, but Yeah, it's a clear parody. It's it's very sort of it's a very clever parody and it's got a goofy video. They're obviously not trying to, you know, make any money off of uh off of the events, they're just doing a, a parody. Well, I think that's one of uh, YouTube's policies, though, is they take it off immediately, yeah. and then they give you, you know, you have to prove to be able to put it back on. Yeah, which is kind of a crummy policy. I can understand it from YouTube's end because it's simpler for them. They just flip the switch, and they don't have to deal with the legal consequences. But in cases like this... Uh, yeah, it's free speech, and it was taken off. So we will get that to you next week, though. I, I, I must have had instinct. I actually downloaded the song at home before it was taken off. I didn't realize why I was downloading it. I'm like, oh, this is a nice song. I'll save it for later. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this is... Um, a lot of colleges are doing this, including um, SIU. They're trying to work to create a fossil-free SIU also. Yes, we do have a divest SIU, and they're uh, collecting petitions to give to the chancellor and to the administration and board of trustees trying to get SIU to divest. So it's a it's a nationwide, possibly even international. I haven't heard stories yet about the European or other continents, but definitely strong in the U.S. Here's a message from um, Harvard. Why are we blocking the office of Harvard's president? This morning we began blocking the main entrance to Massachusetts Hall, which housed the office of Harvard University President Drew Faust and other top administrators. We are here to uh, demand an open and transparent dialogue on fossil fuel divestment. To date, Harvard University have rejected the case for divestment and refused to engage in public dialogue about divestment and climate change. Along with 72% of Harvard undergraduates and 67% of Harvard law students, we refuse to accept our university's unwillingness to hold a public meeting on this critical issue. So that's a strong statement from some people who are blockading the office of Harvard's president. Yeah. And part, part of what gets me about that issue is they're, right now they're just demanding a public dialogue, you know, the the administration doesn't even want to deal in public dialogue with its own students about the issue. And there was, uh, it isn't in this article because it's late breaking, there was one arrest uh, yesterday based on this protest. Because the first day they blocked the main entrance and people were still able to get in the back entrance. And then the second day they blocked the back entrance and one person got arrested for uh, blockading the entrance. So they're very... They're very serious. They're very persistent in their demands for dialogue about divestment. 
Well, how about the stuff that's happening in Illinois? Yeah, Illinois is kind much. Yeah, primarily with fracking, huh? Yeah, fracking's a big thing now here. Yeah, so this one is how much fracking will remain unregulated in Illinois. And the top sentence here is an important one. Fracking has begun in Illinois. Now, there's debates over the issue because there was this regulation passed recently. Governor Pat Quinn's Department of Natural Resources issued a permit for a test well at a site where oral fracking is planned. The well isn't subject to Illinois fracking rules due to loopholes in the law passed last year. So, you know, they passed this law claiming, oh, this is the best law in the nation. This is going to stop all fracking, and it's going to have the fracking that does happen be very clean, protected, you know. But here's what's happening. By utilizing methods that require a lower volume of water and exploiting other loopholes, oil frackers can avoid the new regulation. They've got what? this, yeah, they've got this limit of, the regulation kicks in at 80,000 gallons of water, specifically. So if you do 79,000 gallons of water, or if you do other methods that actually are more applicable in this area, like uh, gas methods, and they have special foams they can try to use. So if you do this, I thought this was the strictest <laughs> law in the United States. <laughs> well, that's what they told us, but they may have not told us the full story. That's probably also what they told the environmental groups that they tricked into partnering on this legislation. But people may have been duped. So as, as Illinois State University Emeritus Professor William Rao writes, that will deny the state's tax revenue for those operations along with other consequences. There, the public notice requirements, baseline water testing, insurance provisions, the modest environmental protections in this, this bill, uh, the earthquake mitigation, uh, the bans on open pit storage of frack waste, all of that are going to be gone. Illinois would become the wild and woolly west of fracking. Because it's it's a really a clever, it's it's like a legal trick. It's, you know, you pass this regulation saying, all right, anytime we're using over 80,000 gallons of water, we'll obey all these rules. And then you sneak in and say, well, we'll use 70,000 gallons of water. Or we won't use water at all. We'll use a different substance. Well, how can we keep water clean in oil? Yeah. I mean, why are we using water at all? I thought, I thought they're not supposed to go together. I mean, yeah, water and oil don't mix. <laughs> that old saying, and that all generally is true. But I guess they don't value water as much as we do. And maybe they think, oh, we're being ecological. We're not using all the water. Instead, we're doing these chemical foams that we're injecting thousands of, uh, you know, it's just it's just ridiculous. But there is still opposition. Opposition continues as people learn more about the inadequacy of the law. And this law was written behind closed doors and rushed through the legislature with very little public scrutiny. I mean, they didn't have a good review by scientists. They didn't have, like, a full public review. I mean, they put out some information about the regulation, but the dialogue within the legislature was not very conducive to really questioning whether or not there were loopholes in the law. And as it turns out, there are. So activists put for sale signs on the offices, the campaign office of State Representative Mike Bost, who co-sponsored the law, while claiming it would keep our air, protect our, keep our air clean, protect our water supply, and maintain our environment. That's what Mike Bost claimed. And well, how can any, 
Well, I guess, I mean, that's the idea of having a law. That's what it's supposed to do. Yeah, that's what the law is supposed to do. I but mean, in other states, they decided to not even go with the law, to just outright ban it until they could prove that it was safe. Yeah. Here we didn't try to see if it was safe. We just decided to go with a law that obviously people can very easily circumvent. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's... It's, it's, it's also interesting that... Um, uh, Governor Pat Quinn, who bragged about bringing fracking to Illinois to create jobs and solve the state budget problems, now isn't bragging about his fracking law anymore. Hmm. He actually clearly wishes the issue would go away as he faces frequent public embarrassment about this during a difficult re-election campaign. Yeah. So, um, environmentalists and many Southern Illinois residents aren't going to forget, you know, both of them betraying them, you know, both Pat Quinn betraying, um, you know, I mean, how do you stop something that's going to devastate a community? Yeah. It's not something... You know, within the law, the, if the law doesn't keep it clear and, I mean, basically someone can still pollute if they don't pollute as much as the law allows. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of when I was out west and they had these restrictions on how much you could clear cut in the national forest. So there would be 40 acres of clear cuts, then a little line of trees, then 40 acres of clear cut, then a little line of trees. You know, they find these loopholes. You know, the law is constructed in such a way that it sounds good on paper, but they figure out ways to continue the destruction with just a little bit of modification. So this is something to remember what these these politicians have done and keep in mind when deciding on future politicians in Illinois. <laughs> and this the oil and pollution is an issue worldwide. Yeah. Here's Greenpeace activists arrested again for trying to block Russia's Arctic oil activities. Greenpeace activists aren't letting a little jail time dissuade them from continuing their fight against Russia's Arctic oil drilling program. So the last time a bunch of people got arrested and it took how long for them to get out? I mean, it seemed like six months or so. Yeah, it took months. Now this time they're doing it on the, uh, the Netherlands side of the oil transport. <laughs> Maybe they believe the Netherlands would be a little more friendly to protesters than Russia. <laughs> but, you know, it, they're going after all the different angles of where the oil is being shipped. I like this sentence. These activists seem as stubborn as climate change. <laughs> yeah. It's going to stick around. Yeah, climate change won't quit and the activists won't quit. That is very bold, though. I mean, even if they are in a somewhat friendly or legal jurisdiction, you've just spent, like, what's a month in jail and, you know, longer than that, you know, negotiating the consequences of it. And then right away you just go right back to it because the oil is still flowing, so you know you still have to do something about it. That is dedication. I feel like there should be, like, a green activist version of, like, Medals of Valor and Purple Hearts, you know, and all that. There should be some nonprofit that don't comes you, up with that. Don't those. you think it's enough that our future generations will survive? Yeah, I mean, that's reward enough. <laughs> that's, that's true. It's <laughs> just like medals of valor. Who cares about that? <laughs> my, my, my family is going to not die. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good reward. I will, if that's the only reward we get, I will settle for that reward. Here's, so. here's another. Uh, we'll try to get through these last two quick, so we can get to some happy ones. But this one relates to my my birthplace of Chicago. Chicagoans fight Cook brothers and their pet Cook. When tar sands oil is refined, it creates a nasty byproduct called petroleum coke, or pet coke. Now, they're, they're taking this and they're storing it on the southeast side of Chicago, and unfortunate neighbors have been fighting to get rid of three of these piles, noting that the pet coke blows over their communities and even into their homes. Now, unfortunately, they failed, at least for now, to get it removed. The Chicago City Council on Wednesday voted to ban new pet coke storage facilities, so there's not going to be four, five, six piles, but... The three giant piles are still there, and they will be allowed to remain in place and uncovered for up to two years. City lawyers said stricter proposed regulations might not stand up in court. But the activists are not backing off. They're filing a lawsuit directly against the Koch brothers, the owners of the terminals that are storing this, among other parties. So, yeah, I mean, they funny, imagine that, like they didn't want to have this toxic dust blowing into their homes for another two years, so they're still fighting it. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's just some toxic dust. Yeah. And it's a big environmental justice issue, too, you know, because they always pick these areas where there are impoverished people that they think aren't going to be able to fight back, and they put it there. But they're fighting back anyway. They're sticking to it. Now, meanwhile, officials in Chicago and the state level are also filing suit to stop the pet, pet coke pollution. Yeah. Now, in Detroit, they managed to get rid of their pet coke piles last year, so many Chicagoans should call on them for a little advice. Hmm. Now, in Detroit, they probably just say, get out of our city, we'll mess with you. Yeah. Maybe they send RoboCop after the pet coke supplier. RoboCop? <laughs> yeah, to chase them out. Did- Robo were you Cops trying to segue into the next thing about Google's self-driving cars, or you didn't mean to say that? Oh, no, I didn't mean to. That's a good segue, though, actually. Robo- <laughs> Robocop is from Detroit, so I figured he maybe okay. chased out the polluters. But he Google's was... self-driving cars actually treat cyclists better than real drivers do. Google cars already are better at driving than most people. Alternative to self-driving cars teach the world to drive like the Dutch do. They actually look out for cyclists. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Google still has more testing to do, but there's hoping humanoid drivers are more careful and that cyclist visibility tools catch on. So, Yeah. Now, the video is great. I mean, the video shows, it shows like camera and camera, and the little, ca- the little picture is the actual video of the car, what it sees out its front window, and the big picture is what it's graphing in its in its processors, its map of the road, and you see all these little boxes for here are the cars and the red boxes for here's a cyclist. And when the cyclist sticks their arm out to to signal that they're moving lanes, you see a little red box go out of the bigger red box. <laughs> so it's got all this analysis. It knows probably better than a human driver where everything on the road is and when to slow down. So maybe the robot's apocalypse won't be so bad after all. The cars are being nicer to cyclists, so that's a good sign. Very funny. (laughs) So. Yeah, let's get into some holidays. Uh, We played that song earlier because we just had May Day yesterday. 
it's a labor holiday and also a celebration of spring. It's it really does start here in Southern Illinois. It is starting finally to feel more like spring. It got cold again one more time, but I think we're really in spring. Well, today is International Tuba Day, so let's like play a song. I don't know if that's an actual song, but that's my tuba. Yeah. <laughs> it's also Space Day. Uh, day to go in outer space. I haven't been there yet, but you never know. Maybe someday. Saturday is World... Saturday is World Press Freedom Day. Yes. Which should be every day, but <laughs> let's at least give it one day. Yeah. And we're having freedom of the press here on your community spirit, talking about these issues. Yeah. Sunday is Bird Day. So, chance to go out and see some birds. Yeah, and it's also Star Wars Day, and it's because of a little pun, like, May the Force be with you. It's May 4th, so it's May the 4th be with you. There you go. <laughs> Tuesday is No Diet Day. So, go go wild. Yes. Treason, can we convince you to eat a steak? <laughs> I don't know if I'll do that for No Diet Day. <laughs> Just like... It's also beverage day, so maybe I'll... I haven't been drinking soda lately, because for health reasons, you know. Maybe I'll have one soda on beverage day. <laughs> yeah, so... It's also National Nurses Day. Uh, that whole week, apparently, is a week to celebrate nurses. They do incredible hard work that helps a lot of people, so it's good to have a whole week to celebrate them. Yeah. And they've got specific days in the week. Wednesday is School Nurses Day. All right, let's go ahead and get into some of these happenings. Speaking of the, the wonderful weather we've got, we've also got outdoor farmer's markets now. And oh, that's the next happening. I should do this one first, though. This is tonight. The Carbondale Community Friday Night Fair is coming up tonight at 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Town Square Pavilion. Now, this should be the first one of the year. They've had this in past years. It's a fun time. It's a free community event with locally grown produce, a food court, all sorts of handmade products and services, and live music. And uh, it's taking it, place starting it's tonight. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, it's like the whole family comes out. They have usually have kids' games. They have live music. They have food. And it's just like basically how a town center should be, you know, lively and full of energy and lots of people. Yeah, it's a town party. <laughs> and yeah. it's coming up tonight, and there's going to... Music is different each week. The music this time is going to be Song and Dance with Danny Cross and Friends. So sounds like... Saturday mornings, of course, is the Carbondale Community Farmer's Market at the Carbondale Community High School. They have moved outdoors because, well, it's spring, providing a place for community to gather, meet the faces of agriculture, and get the taste of all Southern Illinois has to offer. 9 a.m. till noon on Saturdays. Yeah, this is a good time to be in Southern Illinois. It's Next one is Weekly Vigil for Peace and Justice. That's coming up on Saturday from noon to 1 p.m. at the Carbondale Town Square. Weekly Vigil for Peace and Justice happens every Saturday from noon to one at the Town Square. They've been doing it since this December of 2001. It's good to have voices out there speaking for peace and justice. Saturday, celebration of World Labyrinth Day at one o'clock at the Labyrinth Peace Garden. That's the north side of Gaia House. 
Saturday, May 3rd, is World Labyrinth Day, a day dedicated to encourage people all over the world to walk labyrinths. Do you know what is a labyrinth? It may look like a maze, but it has no dead ends. It's a circling path found in various forms around the world. It can be used for a walking meditation, as a way to find peace of mind, to return to one's center, to solve problems, or to simply to relieve stress. I like it because it's like if you occupy the body, what do you call it? It kind of like frees the mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like if you're if you're so focused on what you're physically doing, your subconscious can work things out, right? Yeah. So people locally are invited to walk the labyrinth at the Labyrinth Peace Garden. You can actually do that at any time, but specifically um, this Saturday at 1 o'clock, there'll be a whole thing. So it's actually been around for a while. It was dedicated on New Year's Eve 1999. And it's um, on the foundation of what was uh, Buckminster Fuller-inspired geodesic dome uh, that housed Synergy, a volunteer crisis center. So it has a lot of history and a good, good, good feeling at that point. Yeah, so. it's got a long history as a place of healing. All right, we have one more. I actually realized I didn't mention during the, I don't know if holiday is the right word for it, but it's the anniversary of the... Uh, May 8th storm back in 2009. Uh, it's coming up on May 8th. It's, for me, it's always a time to think about that day and a time to think about climate change, you know. Because any one storm, you can't really demonstrate for sure if it's related to climate change or not, but extreme storms are a part of it all, so that's my reminder for me. <laughs> well, we have one more event, the Native Plant Landscaping Program. It's coming up on Thursday, May 8th at 7 p.m., Carmel resident Laurel Toussaint will demonstrate how she transformed her yard with native wildflowers. Now, it's a wonderful thing to do because, you know, usually yards are just full of grass. You have to mow. It's a lot of work. You've got to put all of this, you know, carbon into the atmosphere using your mower. Isn't it great if you can turn it into native wildflowers or other native plants? So this is coming up at the Carbondale Township Hall, 217 East Main, on Thursday at 7 p.m. It's free and open to the public. Parking and entrance are at the rear, across from Rock Hill Baptist Church. This is sponsored by the Sierra Club Shawnee Group. And I just got an email, late breaking news, just a reminder that the 24th Annual Heartwood Forest Council is going to have a climate of extraction on May 23rd to 26th, their annual, um, well, Heartwood Forest Council. It's like an annual get together in the woods and figure out how to protect the woods. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great event. I've been to one of those before. Time in the woods and time working on how to protect the woods and protect our fellow humans as well. So we'll have definitely more on that next week. In the meantime, hopefully this has been as exciting and informative for you as it has been for us. We hope wherever you are, you will go out and enjoy the wonderful weather and the wonderful weekend. And we will see you here next week on the radio. See you guys.